Welcome everyone to Screenfish Radio. I'm so glad you could join us tonight as we are talking about bros. Billy Eichner and Nicholas Stoller's latest rom-com. And I am so thankful tonight to have with me, speaking with me, a couple of bros themselves, a couple of my bros, if you will. I'm going to say a lot of bro puns here tonight. I'm just going to say it now. <laughs> You're going to hate it by the end of the episode. <laughs> You're going to hate it by the end of the sentence. No, kidding. <laughs> um, Adam Howard and Alan Chabot, welcome, guys. I'm so glad that you could join me. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bros tells the story of Bobby, a neurotic podcast host who's happy to go on Tinder dates and content not to have a serious relationship. That all changes when he meets Aaron, an equally detached lawyer who likes to play the field. Repeatedly drawn to each other, both men begin to show their vulnerable sides as their undeniable attraction turns into something resembling a commitment. Uh, as always, this podcast is rated S for spoilers. But Adam, Alan, what did you think of Bros? What you want to go first? <laughs> um, I liked it. I I, I did like it. Um, it um, I'm not going to say it was like you know the best mo gay movie I've ever seen, but I mean it was pretty funny uh, and accurate in most cases for some things. Um, so I will say that, I mean, I like accuracy when it comes to portraying, um, you know, specific types of movies. And at least in this case, obviously, you know, gay lifestyle, um, it is very accurate. If anything, it was more modest. There wasn't as much a nudity as most would probably expect for a gay film. So, um, you know, it was tasteful, but, um, you know, I don't really see an error with it. You know, there was a little bit of history to it, which isn't so bad. You know, I feel like that happens in straight movies as well, depending on the narrative, depending on whether or not it's political or not. But, uh, you know, I just, you know, I think it was, it was well done. Um, but it wasn't the first gay movie that's come out or we consider a rom-com, obviously. Uh, Love, Simon came out in 2018. Um, although not by a gay cast, it was still a gay rom-com. So, I mean... You know, you have to kind of choose your words carefully when it comes to it being a first of its own. Even with the gay cast, I mean, that's already been done with Boys in the Band. So, I mean, I just want to establish that, obviously. You know, it is a gay rom-com, but it's not the first. Yeah, I mean, I liked the movie. I thought, again, I thought it was funny. The acting was good. Um, a lot of time with gay cinema, you have the curse of having... Uh, that was how crucifying for saying this bad acting and low budget. <laughs> That's true. Um, so this movie had a, a bigger budget and the acting was good and the production quality showed with that. Um, that being said, it is a gay movie and gay movies don't uh, get a lot of commercial success. Um, so the fact that this movie was uh, had a wide release was quite interesting and it's nice to see that. But, um, you know, the director has been nonstop complaining that... Uh, this movie hasn't performed well and it's not making the money it's going to make. And I don't, I don't like the theater is the right platform for it. I think once it goes streaming, a lot more people will watch it or they'll be more comfortable to watch it in their own home and not be judged by who's, what they're watching, what they're watching or who's seeing them watch this movie. And I think it's, I think it's funny and it's, it's a smart movie and I'm, I'm glad that it's out there. It, see, you know, it's interesting because I thought it was really well written myself too, like in terms of comedies. And, and I don't see a lot of R-rated comedies in general. That's not, I just, there, there just aren't always a lot of them that appeal to me. Um, they got rave reviews at TIFF. Uh, I think it even got a standing ovation. Billy Eichner was, was super happy after that. Um, I thought the writing was sharp. I, I, I wasn't sure, and maybe you guys can speak to this. I wasn't sure who it was for. Like, who is it? Like, because, and it's not, like, it's, I wasn't sure. Like, Billy Eichner is really upset about how it didn't make any money, but I'm not sure who they were targeting as their audience. Like, I, I would say, Alan, you mentioned about it being, you know, not being the first gay rom-com. You're right, it's not. I think it may be the first one to get a wide release. Because a lot and, uh, of the libraries... First TV show, I mean, it's not a movie, but the uh, Neil Patrick Harris came out this month, or I guess a couple that's months ago. That's not a ago. movie, that's a TV show. No, but it's still a rom-com. It's still on a huge platform. It's a big, big A, you know, I mean, A, B movie star, but 
I mean, it did very well. Yeah. And then and then Bros came out, so perhaps some of Bros' success was led to the. Well, that's not true. That just that Fire Island came out a few months ago. That was yeah. another game. That's true, that. actually. Yeah. Yeah, actually, one of the actors that was in uh, Fire Island was in uh, Bros. So oh. that's what I thought was kind of funny about it was because I was just like, okay, I'm like, well, we know that he was promoting his movie and he was in a different movie and now he's in this one. So it's like, okay. But again, like the big deal for Billy was obviously like, again, like everyone was gay, which is great. You know, obviously there's no one straight portraying something that they're not. But at the same time, um, it's not the first one that's been done that, you know, that did that. Like I said, Boys in the Band had Jim Parsons, uh, like Matt Bomber, uh, what's his name? Oh, the guy from Heroes. But again, I felt Nate like Siler. All, all these things we're talking about, they, yeah. all, they all were targeting the gay community. But like, 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 like Steve said, who, what's this movie targeting? Oh, I feel like it's targeted. Okay. It's written for gay people, but it's trying to be a. Missed a bit on that. Wait, hold on. I lost you as soon as Alan said it's written for gay people. It's written for gay people. And, and you and it was gone. It was gone. Hold on one second here. I'm gonna I'm gonna let me just close a couple apps just to make sure that my computer is kosher. That may have been me. Steve's got like 30 apps open. I might have actually. All right, here we go. Okay. Yeah. So like sorry, that I lost I literally you froze right after you said that. Okay, I'll repeat then. I said it's written. For gay people, but I think the target was for everyone. Mm. But how people are obviously perceive it is up to them. But like a lot of like, like the way that it's spoken and the things that happen in it, a lot of gay people would relate immediately, you know, by the interaction that they've gotten or their experience in dating or uh, hookup apps or, you know, like sending a picture and then getting blocked. Like that's a staple. Um, you know, I think that's a norm thing nowadays, which is, you know, definitely come a long way from, you know, old chat rooms from the nineties. Um, but still something that everyone's familiar with. So, I mean, like when, you know, a gay person sees a reference to something that they know they've experienced themselves, obviously they can relate to it immediately. I mean, that's kind of the whole point of the difference between, you know, a straight love story versus a gay love story is obviously like a love story is more particular because it, it's not something you see all the time even though it is something that you know is around you just maybe don't notice it or whatever but at the same time it does exist so uh yeah i'll stop there <laughs> <For now. laughs> I'm but I, I see i thought that was really interesting about this particular film is that it keeps referencing other rom-coms and 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 like pointing out the the flaw i i my gosh I loved their whole thing about Hallmark, the Hallmark Christmas movies were a joy, (laughs) but like they're referencing like you've got mail and all these, all these other rom-coms. And I was like, okay, I get, I get what you're doing is you're sending up like the rom-com genre because you know, this is, this is what we've been, what we've been given. But like, see, this is the argument I had, or was well, not argument. I mean, this is the the thing I think is so interesting about what what Eichner said is he just sort of says from his argument after that open the disappointing opening weekend. Well, you know, it's it's homophobia, it's the red states, it's that you know straight people. You know, I was hoping that straight men would would flock to see this. But that's and, what's ironic is when Adam went. There were actually quite a few straight couples that were in the theater with us. So that's why, like, him, I don't believe in the statement he's saying. He's like, oh, the straight people didn't show up. It's like, well, that's not true, because I went and saw it, and there were more straight people in the theater seeing it than gay people. So, I mean, mm. unless they were, they were all gay, and I just, you know, <laughs> I mean, there were a lot of older couples. So, I mean, like, you know, like, may look like, you know, older married couples kind of thing. So, I mean, like, it was a good mixture, you know, but at the same time, like, there was quite a few straight couples that were there. So it was like, you know, this wasn't an uncommon. But then again, you make thing. a movie not to make money. You make it so people will see your, your work. Yeah, true. And I think once it goes to a streaming platform, yeah, it more change. people will yeah. see the movie. The numbers would be different for streaming versus theater. Cause also again, like you have to think about how many people still go to the movies nowadays, especially, you know, with, you know, COVID and, uh, you know, monkeypox, I guess. And you know, whatever new ones coming out next week, you know, like whatever's that changes how often you're going to certain places. 
So, I mean, some people might be like, oh, I'm just like, you know, not doing movie theaters anymore. I'll just do streaming. So then they'll just wait for it to come out. So, I mean, like a lot of people usually wait for it to come out and then they make their opinion at that point. So, but certainly a lot of the references to the other rom coms, it's more of it, it felt more like a political jab than, a, than, a, than praising them in, in any sort of way, especially with the Hallmark commentary. Um, I know Brokeback Mountain was mentioned a couple times in the movie, uh, not in a not in a good light. Um, and you Deborah then, Messing, and then same with uh, Deborah Messing for the Will and Grace. Grace, and then the You've Got Mail. They were all kind of joked about, but there, it was more in a negative way. It came across to me, at least, um, just kind of saying how like these are uh, queer uh, films and TV shows that are portrayed by straight white people, and you know, straight Hollywood, just just to kind of get the viewership or to make money that's kind of what that's kind of what the, the the main focus of bros the movie kind of felt like to me was the whole thing was one large political commentary about the world of gay film yeah hmm. that's kind of what i came away with with yeah that's interesting that's interesting and, and you know it's one of the one of the uh comments i read or one of the articles i read you know go like because billy eichner makes these comments of course, people respond. One of the articles I read was really interesting. They said the issue was marketing because, and his argument was you, they marketed it as though it was a revolutionary film as opposed to a funny one. And so it's a different type of demographic when that's the case. Like, for example, with Woman King, which was a revolutionary film as well for different reasons, they marketed it as a kick butt action movie and people went, I want to see that. Um, whereas, whereas with bros, they marketed the revolutionary aspect as instead of the, the, the comedy, which was the, it's very funny. Like I was like, I mean, I like, I'm not a huge Billy Eichner fan. I, I loved him in Parks and Rec, but I, I'm not like I have to watch every Billy on the street or anything like that. I was never like that. But the writing between him and Nicholas Stoller, that they, it was sharp. There was a lot there, and there was a lot of heart in the movie. Um, that scene where they're sitting talking on the beach, I thought this was really well written. Like this is this is this feels very genuine. Um, but I wondered if that would be a factor too, like. Are you who are you trying to sell it to, and what are you, and why are you trying to sell it to them? Was the question that I came out of. Well, my my biggest problem with the movie is like, it, slightly on the political side of it, is if you want to get, this, especially like the the straighter the straight community to to watch your movie and be open with it, you have to kind of you have to make it. I use this term lightly, but you think comfortable for them to watch it. I believe as well. Um, there's a lot of a lot of gay history in the movie, and mm. at points in the movie, it, it it did feel like I was being lectured. Yeah. I, like I wanna I wanna watch a movie to be entertained, not necessarily be educated. If I want to be educated, I I watch a documentary or a docu series. Um, I in in the marketing, you're right. It definitely was played off as a as a heavier comedy, but I I wouldn't have classified it as a comedy. More like a romantic political, I guess, a romantic political comedy, but it was heavier on the on the rom and heavier on the political side. It wasn't. Sure. I, the focus wasn't only romance. A lot of it was, you know, <clears throat> his career. I guess his in the movie as well as what that means, you know, as far as his career in that relationship. Like it's a part of the movie, but it right. was also its own thing, and it did kind of take over a couple times. Yeah, it did kind of spill in, and it was like, okay, I thought the focus was this. And right now we're focusing on this and it's like, that's great. But like that, those things happen all the time. <laughs> like why? Uh, Especially at some points, it felt less like a character driven movie and more like a Billy Eichner visual memoir. Like, I don't know. Like, is this, is this a movie about this character living in New York City or is this, is this like the Billy Eichner show? I, I don't know. It, it, it just felt very dragged at some points yeah. and again like, it just felt very like an educational kind of trying to teach me something about you know gay history and i i just don't know if it's the right place for it in that film see you know what's interesting with you saying that sorry adam i did i interrupt i didn't mean to interrupt you 
Did I interrupt you? Okay. No, no, no. Okay. Because I think what's interesting about... What's what? Oh. I'm just getting a drink. Okay. <laughs> you know, what you said there was interesting, and that caught my attention, because I felt they were teaching me, you know, as a cis white male, as a cis white straight male, I felt like that's... This is, goes back to who's the film for, because they, I, I hear exactly what you're saying, and actually, I appreciated that in some ways, because there were a lot of conversations that I thought there, like this idea about who writes the stories, I thought was fascinating. I was like, you, you, yeah, yeah, for sure. But, but there was a lot of, <sighs> anger isn't the word, hurt. Hurt may be the word that, that caught my attention, which justifiably so especially as we hear in like that scene on the beach like i that really touched me i thought that was really where he's talking about i, I thought i found that very moving um but a lot of the film i felt like it was sort of like hey straight people you better you better recognize that the world isn't you you wrote the stories wrong which which i can appreciate i actually can appreciate that that conversation um but see, that's why I, so I hear what you're saying about them feeling like he was trying to teach. I, I felt like he was trying to teach uh, the straight population about, about being aware. Um, I just think that when movies get too preachy, it sometimes yeah. falls flat and you lose interest. I mean, that's certainly happened to me with other films. Um, so it's just, I don't have a problem with the message or the or the context of the message, but it's just I think there's a, a a certain amount of preachiness that can happen, and then it's you kind of lose the the want to to finish the movie or yeah or recommend it to someone else. Yeah. Um, that's also like, oh, go ahead, Alan. Right. Sorry. No go. Um, like almost like there's like a, you know you're watching a movie and you hit that middle part. And there's a twist and then there's a double twist, but then you find there's just too much going on and then you get taken away and then you're wondering what direction it's going. And then you're like, and then you think it's going to end. And then there's an extra half an hour and you're like, why is there an extra half an hour? And then it, you know, I don't, I wouldn't say it necessarily did that, but you know, there were parts where I was like, okay, this scene could have been shorter. Like I, you didn't need to do all this. You could have just skipped. Okay. Next to the next area of it. You know, you kind of dragged out some areas where it was like, okay, like, you know, it's a little much. <laughs> well, see, now you guys are just describing a Judd, a, a Judd Apatow movie. That's <laughs> well, uh, the, the, the person I saw it with, we were like, oh, his name's attached. And I said, well, of course it is. I said, every time there's an R-rated comedy, I think a red light goes off in his apartment and he runs out screaming into the street because <laughs> he's got to get his name attached on it. Um, it's certainly certainly helps. I mean, I didn't know he was attached to the project when, before I saw it, so my viewing of it was unbiased, but, uh, you know, I, I could certainly see, like, some of those uh, Judd Apatow kind of comedy moments in, in, in that movie. And but there were other sure gay actors that could have been in it as well, though. I mean, mm. unless that was the point was he didn't want to focus on, I guess, larger ones than he did... Right, but like, why wasn't like Neil Patrick Harris in Bros or Luke Evans or Luke Evans like or uh, Zachary Quinto? Was it Quinto? Zachary Quinto. Quinto. Yeah. Quinto. That's it. Yeah, like he could have been in it. You know, like I'm just I'm trying to think of like anyone. Like, that was Billy Eichner the right choice out. for that movie? I don't. Know. I, I don't mind that part because I, I mean, like, okay, that's in, a slippery slope to go down. Here. In real life, you can't say that. You know, a guy that looks like him couldn't end up with a guy that looked like the guy that he did in the movie. Now, for most people, it, you know, it seems like a dream because, you know, a lot of guys that look like him only go for guys that look like him. That is something that is usually pretty common, but it doesn't necessarily mean that every guy that looks like him only goes for guys. You know what I mean? Like, but I guess they're just banking on Billy's comedy style, right? Yeah. And then I think he's a bit bigger in America than he is here. Um, with Billy on the street, unless you know Billy on the street, yeah. you don't really know who he is. Like there are a lot of actors that were in it that I know because I make a point to kind of you know notice those characters even in like smaller stuff because I recognize them. So the fact that this is just confirming, okay, yeah, they already are gay. Okay, great. I'm like, I knew I figured that out, but there are other gay stars that they could have thrown in there if they really wanted to establish it all being, you know what I mean? Like they didn't have to necessarily use their, their celebrity or their popularity from it. But I mean, 
it would still give a little bit of a boost to the movie than just all, you know, non-main main act. You know what I mean? Like there were yeah. more extras and they were necessarily the focus. And maybe this was their first chance being a focus and that's great. But at the same time, like if they had had someone else just to kind of bounce off of it, maybe it would have changed maybe the outlook of the movie. Well, I, I think Eichner, I, I don't mind the, the choice of Eichner. And I will say, I thought the chemistry between him and Luke McFarlane was actually really good. Like, I thought that he, the two of them were, like, I didn't know who Luke, I don't have any idea who Luke McFarlane is. I haven't looked at his IMDb. I have no idea. But I thought the two of them actually played well on screen. Again, that goes back to, again, who's the film for? Because I think, you know, if you put in a Neil Patrick Harris or a Luke Evans, you know, will it get more eyeballs because of of people who are saying, oh, I, I loved him in whatever. You know, I loved him in this right. or, I lo-, you know, because... Uh, you know, exactly. Luke McFarlane. I don't know who he, what he's from. There's somebody out there that knows what he's from, but you know, it's not going to draw me to the theater that Luke McFarlane is there. But, um, but I, honestly, I thought that the writing was really sharp. Um, there, there was, it's funny. You mentioned about there should, there could have been more nudity and it was toned down. That was the part that I thought was a little jarring because uh, you know, like I'm used to seeing a a, a scene or two. Um, there there were some scenes in this that I was like, oh, there's more scenes <laughs> like this. But you know, that, that's me for sure. Yeah, it was rated R, definitely. Yeah, it was a rated R comedy. I think if you had watched the original, not the original. Okay, okay, I can't say original. Okay, the second version of Queer as Folk that was out in the 90s if you had watched the first season of that i feel like the context wouldn't be as jarring because mm. to everybody else that's normal if right. that makes sense like so like if they had portrayed a bathhouse that would have been normal that wouldn't have been such a shocking thing maybe they didn't want to go that angle because they would assume that the audience would assume that it's only about sex so i mean they, they didn't focus on sex mainly it was incorporated but it wasn't just the main focus yeah, that's fair. That's definitely. I mean, the way they talk in the movie, the way like things are just discussed openly and it's approached openly with no shame. Like, that's pretty much our experience in the community. Is we have like very little shame about talking to each other about certain things, and and there's just it's just it's very open. It's very communicative. It's that's that's just what this community is like and that's what being a part of this community is like so it i felt that was portrayed like 100 percent accurate bang on like that was a great job they did because a lot of a lot of gay cinema will like yeah they make fun of it in in a heightened like joking way or it's just completely covered up in like a way to please the like the straight uh, side of the narrative of the narrative. So I think, I think they did a great job with that. Definitely. Yeah. It was very in your face, which it should be. I mean, and that's kind of the point is like, you know, gay culture is very much um, like when you're having a, a conversation and someone says a word that you maybe haven't heard in a really long time and it just shocks you kind of thing. Like that's how I kind of, you know, visualize it as in your face of just like, you know, you can say it freely and there's no judgment. These are, you know, these words are usually like, you know, the right appropriate time to say them. And it's like, you know, this movie is definitely not one of those, those kind of movies. It's like, it's, he's going to say it. He's going to, you know, that was kind of the point of like that dinner conversation with like the mother where like she didn't agree. And he was like, really trying to force it. You know, also, he also got more aggravated and a little bit more vulgar as he went. So, I mean, like, that's kind of the point is like, you know, not everything about the gay community is necessarily vulgar, but I mean, like, it is a normal. It's like a normal part of the conversation, the social yeah. aspect, everything. Like, yeah. it's just everyone's proud of themselves. They're proud of, you know, who they are and how they want to portray themselves. And that honesty is just laid right out there. Yeah, the, you know, that dinner scene was really interesting because, again, like, and again, perspective perspective matters and i came into and i sat there and i was like the mother seemed really supportive i i wasn't sure how to how to feel about that scene because like you have you have aaron asking you know bobby to tone it down so bobby turns turns it up but the mother the mother never showed to me any any 
homophobia or anything. It was just sort of like the I, I didn't I wasn't sure what they were going for there. You like they were going for like a conservative acceptance. Right. Like, right. yes, yes, we know we know he's gay. We're not talking about that right now, you know, kind of thing. But then she also liked the other guy. And the moment he yeah. left his wife kind of thing, like she was pushing him on him, which is kind of bad in obviously Billy's case, because it was more like saying like Billy wasn't good enough. She'd rather her son date this guy. Well, that's small town America. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't speak on that. Like, you know, people from like tight knit communities, True. you know, it's, it is what it is. We grew up in the city. So, I mean, like it was never <laughs> not found. Right. <laughs> I think it's when she comes around at the end, she brings yeah. the class to the museum. Right. And yeah. She learned the lesson kind of thing or whatever. Like, Oh, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm not teaching enough. Maybe I'm not aware, you know, like maybe that, I guess that was the point of that. But I mean, I don't necessarily think like she was being homophobic. No, I just feel like she was being like conservative acceptance, like a certain mm -hmm. line of like, I understand it and I know bits and that's where I'm stopping myself kind of thing. But then she changed mm -hmm. and she adapted and realized, oh, there's more to it. And which is great. So I mean, like you had that kind of lesson in the end. And then but as far as the tone it down statement, I mean, that's just, that's to anybody. It's like saying, oh, turn off a part of yourself. We don't want you to, everyone to see that right now. We can show that later. Like. That got me as well, because obviously it's like, you know, that's like saying to him, you know, unless you look like me, we can't date. Mm. Or, you know what I mean? Like, unless you work out and you, you know, you're buff or this or that, you know, then we it's not going to work. Or, you know, like, it's just, you shouldn't do that to somebody, especially if you're trying to have a relationship. But obviously that guy was, was really struggling with that aspect as well, because he's not used to someone being out there. Again, I probably, I don't know, I, I might do the same thing, like, we're at a dinner, you know. It's not. It's not a place to express your political agenda. Well, not as loud as he was. I mean, he was just like, you no, know, he, he he got to say what he wanted to say, and he just kept pushing and pushing. And he pushing did push, push a bit. Of, yeah, like yeah. it was like you should know when to like to like if to continue the conversation and when it needs to just pause. Uh, as far as dinner, you know, in that regard, I mean, like if your meal's coming in front of you, maybe, maybe this isn't the time for you to get into full on detail about what was right and wrong about, you know, each point. Pick your moment. Yeah. Pick your moment. Like maybe you wait until a little bit later and just pull them aside and say, hey, I didn't really agree with you before. You know, maybe there is something that you're not understanding that I can help you with, that I can well, educate you on. And then, that doesn't you know, make for a good movie. Then. But that's not a movie, obviously, if you do it that way. So you have to kind of. You're, you're gonna ruin the dinner, yeah. Yeah, you gotta ruin the dinner. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this is good. Oh, one to remember. <laughs> you need that oh, moment in the script. That one time. It's a good thing you got rid of him. Like, I, I feel it. like that's the conversation you would end up having. I love a good dinner party scene. Why <laughs> <laughs> such a great way to film any sort of scene? Just at a big table and panning around to everyone, and then, uh, and then the it. fight afterwards. Yeah. I'm like, it's how could great. you? And it's like. <laughs> <laughs> right right no it's fair we've been there we've all been there <laughs> yeah yeah i use different fingers that's all <laughs> uh, i i would love to talk to you both about the film and its portrayal of relationships alan you use the word relationships because i mean now you and like we we've talked about this over the years you know um but I, I you know i still you know again being a straight white male I, I just think it's so interesting like relationships in this film are shown to be uh, to be different they're more open yes um and and yet by the end of the film it sort of swung the pendulum towards more monogamous relationship like more of a traditional rom-com i was just wondering what you guys thought about that well, certainly, I mean, there's all sorts of relationships, right? Yeah, and, and of course, of course. Even ones that are like just hardcore monogamous. And yeah. There's room for everybody. I think we're just more accepting of all those types of relationships. And we don't really, there's not a lot of question behind them. Often there's a lot of discussion or debate about how one feels about those kind of things. Um, but we're very accepting of of just what everyone's choice is. A lot less judgment in, in the LGBT community, for sure. Yeah, well, no, I agree. Uh, you know, like, obviously, like, you have, um, you know, relationships with, with, you know, two people, three people, you know, sometimes there's more. I mean, like, I guess I'd be considered poly at that point. But I mean, or, you know, thruples are becoming a thing here and there, which 
you know, to each their own. If that's what you're into, you know, that's kind of the, the kind of the way you look at it is like, again, like it's, it's your own relationship. Like who am I to judge the fact that you want to have three people there? If you can figure that out, then great. Like, that's awesome. Um, do I necessarily need that in my life? No, but do I have anyone, anything against anyone that does? Of course not. Because again, like it's just, it's, it's like a norm. And it is not, know. it is not an LGBT thing. There are so many oh, I, I think straight yeah, couples that, either polygamy. swing yeah. or polygamy or or polyamory or throuples it, it's it is it has been done way before the lgtb community ever even got into that i'm sure yeah but we're just more accepting of it i guess depend like I guess, well we're the one we're the ones like, talking about it that's yeah. it we're, Interesting. We're, there's no shame behind it yeah. whereas in the, in other communities maybe there's maybe there's some shame for other personal or religious or political reasons and um we just we just don't have that shame um that's because a large part of the community has been turned away from like religious families or or um again mm. for personal reasons or, or for safety or for safety reasons so um yeah it's, it's just not I think the big thing just is not 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 any shame about it in in our community really. It's just it's open and it's accepted and um but it's certainly not exclusive to the LGBTQ. Yeah, no, it's definitely not. No. We didn't create it, that's for sure. We're just more like, oh, I ha you know, it's like someone saying like, oh, this is my boyfriend, this is my husband. You're like, okay, cool. Like, like that's it. Like you don't have to ask like, you know, and who's on the top sometimes and who switches it up? Like you're not kind of, you know, you're not like dissecting. You're just like, okay, fine. You know, it's if that's what makes you happy, then great. Um, it's the same thing with like, uh, you know, a lesbian and a trans person or, you know, gay person and a trans person or like, you know what I mean? Or a bisexual who's with someone who's fully gay or maybe, you know what I mean? Like, it, but certainly all types of relationships go back. Yeah. Like hundreds of years, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, there's no not more right yeah back to the days of again like polygamy multiple wives or uh, the greeks would often have you know group outings or <laughs> so they say so they say and put that put that nicely <laughs> group outings so, group outings group outings yes <laughs> going uh, bowling with your buddies <laughs> certainly nothing nothing new even in, in, in history historically wise yeah. yeah no it, that's the thing was like it's not like gay people just appeared one day and it was like oh they started in the 20s like right. no 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 it was always something that was there it's just whether or not you know it needed to be discussed we're just here know? to remind yeah. everybody yeah like that it's, it was already there and you can, you can drop it now you know <laughs> i don't know if that answers your question but <laughs> no it does it does i think i think you saying that uh, the lgbtq community is the ones talking about it is very interesting because I, i'll admit like that was the thing that you know, talk about the the sexual scenes the things that i found jarring was how it was just sort of like there's four of us here and i know it's like played up for laughs and i was sitting that was like whether it's a gay couple or, or a straight or gay group or a straight group it's still jarring i was like uh what like where where are we going here and it go she shakes the hand in the middle of like them like blowing the other guy no, it's actually funny that scene where that one guy was trying to like get in there and they was they weren't letting him in. oh my oh. god that was uh, awkward that was i was like why is there. who invited him to the room i'd be like no either you're, this is misdirection goodbye that was so funny it was, <laughs> yeah like that to me i, I was I sort go? of <laughs> that to me i was like okay uh but like obviously you know no experience with with that myself but i mean like you're i think you're you hit on a good point though adam when you say that the lgbtq community is the ones talking about it yeah uh, it's not that these uh, these sorts of relationships haven't existed. It's that there there's the LGBTQ community are the ones that are more open about it. I think I think that's an interesting point. That is something that I I uh, I hadn't considered uh, as I was watching the film because and and, and it is interesting because the film does land on uh, a monogamous relationship by the end which is a very rom-com trope. Now, again, that's maybe that's making an assumption because they, but they stopped talking about anything more than that by the end. And in fact, he almost proposes and then he says, let's try it for three months. And 
and, and re- reassess or something like that. I thought that's how I think all, all relationships. All relationships. Yeah, yeah, that was. You make yeah. it to three months or you don't, you know, you make it to six months or you don't. And then you, when you get that final big year, it's like, okay, is this going to continue? And then, you know, you go from there. Should we get to, we'll get to 15 and then we'll reassess. We'll reassess and be like, you know, I don't know if this is working for me anymore, you know, and then we can decide whether or not we're trading each other in. So, I mean, you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. Okay. This is another conversation. <laughs> I've reached my limit. I'm sorry. Your membership has expired. Okay. <laughs> you, guys, the next. No. you guys are going to have another conversation when this podcast is over. And uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so who's getting what? No, I'm just kidding. Um, um, I think on the, another thing that probably also needs to be touched on is the fact that, you know, they also wanted to portray uh, gay people or well, the LGBTQ community authentically. I feel like stereotypes are often shown in other films. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah as per portrayal for the gay person the gay person's always you know this flamey you know really you know effeminate person which there's nothing wrong with that but i mean that shouldn't be our only marker of like oh there's a gay person in this movie they have to be wearing pink and they have to be acting this way and they have to you know what i mean like it's always like the specific standard whereas in this movie although yes everyone's gay and that's great you know that but you also get to see like okay they're also just they're just people like there's no did you see everyone wearing a pink boa was everybody wearing makeup did everyone look like a dry queen or this or that like it, it wasn't anything like that everyone each had their own individual style their own individual individual person that you know there was no fake stereotype that was being shoved in your face you kind of got to see a little bit of the different groupings maybe but it wasn't like established completely but i feel like you know other gay movies that have come out this year kind of established that already as well yeah yeah for sure you know you know one of the things i thought was interesting too about the film and i wanted to ask you guys about this uh it opens with a scene that i felt probably actually took place uh but i could be wrong which is him talking to a producer about writing a gay rom-com uh he's recording his podcast and he talks about that and one of the things the producer says i want you to write a gay rom-com because uh love is love and he goes love is love were you kidding me and then the ending song is love is not love uh and i I was just wondering about that phrase and and what how you feel about how you feel about that phrase love is love and and is it is it nonsense love is love we were talking about this earlier i i still i i still don't know how i feel about it i don't know it's it's kind of a confusing i feel like no one could ever give his entire definition of what love is because it's a different your idea of love is different for everybody there's no textbook of this is how you love someone this is how you treat them good or this or that like it's there's none of that you know you either know how to love somebody or you maybe you don't i don't know but what does it mean but what is it love is love i feel like love is love is a statement that you say to people so that they can be more open-minded to be able to watch a movie that happens to have a same-sex person in it versus a straight person you know i feel like they have to say it to be like no, come on, guys. Love is love. You know, like I just don't like the phrasing. I don't know. Love is love. It's, I, I it's don't a... think it's necessary. I don't even think you need to say the phrase at all. Like, how about how about this is just a love story? The end. Like, <laughs> no, love is love because is then love, I feel like love? you have to like. So. I feel like you have to establish it or something. Like, oh, you have to establish that this isn't in fact I love. love. I love my partner, but I also like I also love nachos. Like, I don't know. Like, it's, <laughs> I. I well, if he wants to compare just, nachos to our I just relationship. Don't like the phrasing. I, I think it, it's like a, you know. Um, I, I just feel like again, it's not. It's I can't like, think of the word I'm trying to think of, but uh, I'm sure it's there, on the tip of your tongue. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I don't know. Just I think it's. I, I don't like the statement. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous. Oh. I don't think that it needs to be established. I don't think you need to establish you know love is love like it's almost like you're trying to you know convince somebody it's like philosophy like what is love love is love what is love okay that's more of a question but you know again like again but love again is also you know comes down to the you know each individual person you don't Mm -hmm. sit there and read a book they oh this is what love is well how do you know that's what love is you know like you could argue it at that point so i mean no one's gonna have the that perfect immaculate answer of what they consider love to be right but hear love is love you know it's like 
the way that it's said, I just feel like it's it's portrayed in a different way. Like I'm being told, like now it's like, you know, like you should look at it this way. Like you have to understand it this way so you can really understand that perspective. And it's like, but not everyone's always going to feel that way. Are they trying to say like love is unconditional? Because that's not true for a lot of people. So I don't, I don't know. Like is, I don't know what they're trying Didn't to say. Didn't he say it was bullshit though in the movie? Didn't he say love is love is bullshit or something like that? Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, he does. He's right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the producer is portrayed as a guy is as an ignorant idiot, like in that in that scene. He's he's the moron, the producer, not 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 Eichner or not Bobby. Yeah, it, really have to, it really depends on that producer's characters, uh, uh, what they what that means to them and their like where they're coming from with that, with using of that, of that phrase. So it's really hard to, to pick that apart in the movie, I think, to figure out what they're actually trying to say. But, well, yeah, because again, it comes down to context. Like if they're saying it like they're trying to, you know, use it again as an explanation to somebody so that people consider taking a look at it or whatever, then I feel like it's being used wrong. They say, make a gay movie, love is love, it's all the same. I guess that's probably what they're trying to say. Maybe, yeah, but I, because it, it is. At the end of the day, like there are so many different straight cliches that you've already seen in rom-coms before that were portrayed in that movie, which... You know, if you're really looking for it or noticed it, then you'd recognize, like, you know, they've done this before. It's just now you're seeing it with two men, you know, not just yeah. you know, a man and a woman. So, yes, love is love, but love is also not love. Yeah. It's, it's not, love is not simple. How it's about that? Simple, it's complicated. complicated yeah. It's messy. It's not just one thing. So, when you say love is love, it's just like, well, fuck that. No, it's not. <laughs> it's way more than that. It, it needs to be dissected in tiny little strands like you can't just say it's just what this one thing and that's it love so, is hard work and a full-time job love is frustratingly complicated but <laughs> enjoyable at the same time because you think that you just need to do it you know maybe that's something they should change eventually <laughs> well you know and i i want to be careful how i say this because i think this could come out really make really poorly but it, it reminds me in some ways of growing up in the 80s and uh, as a white community, what we were taught as anti-racist dialogue. And by anti-racist dialogue, I mean, as a, as a white community, one of the things we said is, I see everybody the same. Everybody is the same. You know, so I, and, and I understand where that place was coming from is you were trying to get to a point where people were seen through eyes of inequality and say there is equality. But even that argument is not enough. That's not that's not the end of the end of the conversation. There's there's much more to it. There's actually honoring our differences and celebrating those differences and not just saying there's no difference. We're all the same. We are not all the same. We're all the same in the sense of we all bleed red. That's it. Sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Literally the only thing. Um, <laughs> the fact that you have a pair of eyes or a nose or whatever, depending on if you were born with a deeper some people don't have noses or some, some people don't have those things. So I mean, like, it can't always make the comparison. You're right. I just mean, like, blood-wise, there's, I think everybody right. on and it has blood so i mean that's literally a, an example of life in some form so i mean so, well except for some people that you know shall rename you know nameless because we don't need to focus on that in this except conversation. All the, especially all the nice hard-working people at youtube <laughs> <laughs> It's like Google, that's Google, right? Well, all the yeah. effort that you put into it, yeah. <laughs> Whoever owns YouTube. I don't know. Things. Well, I, I mean, this, but this is what I'm saying. To me, this is the same sort of conversation that um, may be happening here. To say love is love is like okay, well, this relationship is the same as this relationship. Well, they are not the because his art because then Bobby says, well, they're not the same. Stop telling us they're the same. They're not. They're, I'm not saying they're the same. What I'm saying is that the, that statement, love is love, may be that same sort of conversation where it's like, we're, we're, you know, I don't see color. Well, that doesn't do anyone any favors when you don't see color. You need to see color. You don't want to discriminate against color. You want to celebrate that. Um, and I think that th it, this may be, to me, where the film, because uh, like, I think the film is 
groundbreaking in some ways in that this may be the first film I've seen on a mainstream level that doesn't stop at that conversation of love is love. You know, it's, um, uh, though they hate Shit's Creek way too much. I love Shit's Creek. <laughs> this well, film, they're all over it, but anyway. Will and Grace, like Deborah Messing, like her little freak out about always being viewed as her character. Like me and Adam had a, a conversation about that. And I mean, like, I think that's more of just like a jab at the fact of like how, like what it's like for celebrity to only be recognized as a character than who they are. Like, I feel like that probably happens all the time because, you know, obviously they're more known for that character than, you know, I mean, I'm not saying they don't, they're not known for being who they are, but I mean, like you have that connection because of the character they played. So like, obviously, like, say you saw Shannon Doherty in 90210, maybe that's your reference for the rest of your life. She could be in all these other things, but that will always be your reference. Mm. You know, it would be maybe Charmed, you know, like I watched Charmed more than 90210, so maybe... I would say, oh yeah, I loved you in Charmed, you know, like, but at the same time, I feel like after a while, even as an actor, I'm sure they get tired of constantly being referenced for the same character. So maybe in Deborah Messing's case, it was, you know, that was kind of the joke was like, you know, she's always being recognized as like the gay best friend. Maybe she's not a gay best friend. Maybe she's like a yeah. bitch and just wants to be a bitch. Or, you know, maybe she just wants to be a quiet person and not be the gay best friend, you know, like, she, you know, because people get typecasted into these roles and then, Think that you know everyone thinks that they have to like live those lives the rest of their lives and they don't well back to your i mean on, on your point of of relationships i mean certainly that was the the joke they're making with the hallmark movies is you know hallmark came out with some uh not so nice ads i guess towards the gay community and so they turned around and they made some gay movies and this is kind of their way of saying like you're portraying us in the wrong light they just took basically the straight storyline and just stuck two guys in there and said okay now you're in a small village getting christmas trees and you bump into someone like this doesn't happen <laughs> yeah. like this is this is not how gay relationships are this is not how gay people date or meet or or you know socialize and it was really good to see that in a movie and see us actually portrayed in a i guess a positive light a little bit yeah. i mean i feel like you usually see your exes at pride <laughs> <laughs> They could have done that. I mean, that would have been a little more easier. They were like, oh, yeah, I know him and him. Oh, I hated him. You know, like that would probably would have been a little more funnier. But I mean, <laughs> but when they filmed it, too. But I mean, well, I, he was on the idea. float. He was he was on the float. Yes, you know, that's right. But it was a, it was an emotional moment. They were going for emotion there. They, you know, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> They don't even have floats here anymore. So I mean, I can't really, you know. I, I marched. I, I was never, I, never afraid of physical activity. Yeah, I marched too. I did the march before too, <laughs> back when it was, you know, worth going. Um, you know, so we're getting off topic here. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you nailed it well. Love, yeah, love is love. And, uh, was relationships. Made, yeah. And relationships. Yeah. Yeah, I think you know because I, I think it was you, Adam, that said it was. It's nice to see the relationships portrayed in an authentic way on screen. Absolutely. Um, and I, you know, I, I could see that it, again, you know, it's funny, you know, Alan, you talked about this isn't the first one that's been out there because there was boys in the band. There was all these things. And Netflix is different. Netflix doesn't want to think they're different, but Netflix is different. <laughs> um, I know it's supposed to be but I mean, it's still something that was done, though. If there's a it's physical true. screening, you can access it. You know, like I'm, there might even be a DVD for it. I mean, I, I, it's something I have to. But they don't have to run it. anything by anybody. Yeah, and then you have to believe their metrics because the people that know their real data is them. So it's it's harder for like 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 when you see the Netflix top ten in Canada, like nine of them are Netflix movies. Well, yeah, I think Boys in the Band hmm, did well though. That seems a bit odd. I, I know, but I think yeah. it did well though. Either way though, but Boys I mean, in the Band yeah. did well. But who's saying they did well? Netflix says it did well. Yeah, so as far as we know, they did well. It could have done horribly. It's true. It I mean, he, he is right, but I mean, still, like I understand, like it was more wide based, but I mean, like Love Simon was in theaters. Hmm. So, I mean, like, I, I don't know if it was, again, like, and usually anytime a gay film comes out or has any same sex, whether it's a small portrayal or even just like, you know, two people on the screen that might portray it, you know, we already know which countries are opting out. So, I mean, like, that's usually what it comes down to is like the different areas of where it's being released, who's going to hate on it the most, which group is going to come out of nowhere and say like, you know, they were offended or whatever. 
Um, you know, like I feel like that's like a norm for a lot of films, but depending on the subject matter. But I think anytime there's a gay film or whatever, now all of a sudden you're portraying, portraying, you know, an opinion that not everyone's going to be jumping on, basically. And then it becomes one of those kind of situations as well. I'm certainly hoping the authenticity of the movie will help, like, pave the way for future, future, films. future films. Hopefully more. be a little more honest, a little more... Frequent? <laughs> well, frequent. Frequent's hard because Fre- gay films don't really make money, but... At least, at least be more honest going forward and stop trying to portray like a whole entire community in a light that just isn't real. Yeah. Mm. Well, there's a lot of, groupings, you know, like there, there are groupings and, you know, I guess in some ways, but I mean, you don't have to shove everyone into that same grouping. We're supposed to be woke. So let's, let's wake up. So I hate that term. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard Alan say the word woke. Uh, I, I've never heard him even say the word. I'm uh, not going to. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> I don't know how it got into slang. Um, you know, I feel like slang used to be more interesting. Now uh, it's just going downhill. Ten years ago, this, <laughs> ten years ago, bros never would have been made. Yeah, they no, no, that's true. An ideas table would have been thrown, it would have been right thrown out. out right away. They would have been like, it's too risque. We can't do it. No. You know the church will the church will erupt and then you know the, the moms will cry and then you know it, yeah no ten years ago twenty years ago even it definitely wouldn't have oh, I mean like ago. like I mean there are gay films that came out back then it's just again like not mainstream like this necessarily mm-hmm. I mean I don't know if uh, I mean Tu Wong Fu isn't necessarily a gay movie but I mean like it is in thrown in there I mean all the actors that were in that movie were straight um, but it's not a gay movie no. I'm gonna get because their character because well, no, their characters were gay in the movie. I'll have to read the YouTube comments on that one, but, <laughs> but no, their characters, their characters were gay. But, but did, was that not in theaters? Like, yes, I it mean, was. Patrick, it was Patrick oh no, that Swayze, was. And uh, what's his name? You always get his name. I always forget it. I don't know. Tuong uh, Fu was definitely in theaters. I remember when it came out. Yeah, early nineties was in it. I mean, like, that's what I mean, like, it was a popular movie. Now, again, like, wasn't necessarily considered a gay film, even though they're portraying gay men doing drag. I mean, again, like, but that was a pretty wide release considering mm-hmm. how big Patrick Swayze was. I mean, the whole yeah. point of that movie was, you know, these are these three action stars putting on dresses. We're not debating you know? whether it was a gay like, movie or not. I know we're not debating it, but I'm just saying that, like, again, like, there's a lot of other gay films that have come out that have gotten recognition for its own. You know, Philadelphia. Um, yeah, Mill. You know uh, what else? Can Philadelphia I won Tom Hanks an Oscar. Philadelphia in the Desert, which is probably the original to Tu Wong Fu, um, or I think it was being filmed around the same time or something. And then there's other gay films that I could probably throw out there that probably no one would know. But yeah, I, I mean, was, I was listening to a yeah. podcast the other day with Tom Hanks, and he was talking about Philadelphia and how uh, it was the same to my original comment at the beginning of this podcast about the uh, educationalness of the film and Tom Hanks was really worried that uh, Philadelphia was going to be a huge flop because there, the, the film at that time had it's for straight audiences and you're trying to get straight audiences in to see a movie about someone dying from AIDS which is which was a gay a huge gay crisis in the 80s so um, his concern was like nobody was going to come see the movie Philadelphia it was just going to be a terrible terrible movie so they had to really be careful, but at least back then, how 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 they portrayed how like, how gay was the movie going to be? Um, what is portrayed? How preachy it? was it going to be? Um, obviously, they played it right at the time because you know um, he won the Oscar for that movie. But um, it just kind of ties in perfectly with this with this movie, Bros, because it's it's kind of the the same thing. I think what Billy was going for is like. You're trying to get a new audience into be more open about uh, these types of films, and um, you definitely have to be careful with how 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 much of a teachable moment you're trying to force on people. But also, still be authentic um, at the same time. Be too. authentic, so it's it's really hard to do. Yeah. I think they I think for the most part they did a good job. Oh, definitely, but it's really hard to balance that. So anyone that can do that is really is does a really good job usually. So here here's a question too, and it goes back to our earlier conversation. Maybe this is unanswerable. Maybe you guys I don't know what you guys think. But Tom Hanks won an Oscar playing a gay man as a straight man. Sorry. As a straight man playing a gay man is what I mean. 
Um, Brennan Fraser playing a gay man in the whale. He's brilliant. I think he's brilliant in it. But there is this backlash now of being authentic on screen. I was wondering what you guys like. I mean, certainly bros, you know, all LGBTQ cast, uh, people behind the scenes. That was very important. Um, but is, does that matter in this light to have somebody who is outside the community portraying someone within it? Is it different? Um, I mean, I think, in my opinion, uh, my opinion only, I think it doesn't make a difference. I, you know, I, I think it's more important that the message is getting out there and that people are able to, to watch something that could possibly change their way of thinking or at least bring them on to a, some, a new ideology. Um, I, I think for the gay community, the LGBTQ community, I think it is important to see um, someone that can represent them from their community. So from our community, yeah, it's, I think it's very important, but from the broader uh, scope of, of everyone that's going to watch this movie, I don't think it matters as much. I think the more people that can actually see the movie, uh, I think it's, it's more important than the, uh, than the, the cast itself. Uh, in my case, I mean, I could make the reference to say like, okay, like uh, Raven, for example, from like Raven's Home or That's So Raven. You know, she's on a show, is her character lesbian because she is in real life? No, or non-binary or whatever. I mean, like there are some actors that don't necessarily have to incorporate their personal life into their character that they're playing. It's kind of like the same thing with like, um, Cynthia Nixon in Sex and the City, you know, she had, she was straight and now she's lesbian, you know, they kind of did that with her character in her show um, that she's on. So, I mean, like, do I always agree that they need to mix the two? No, I don't think it's necessary because again, like, it doesn't always have to line up in that way. So as far as, you know, a straight person playing a gay man or, you know, just like a gay person playing a straight person, which has also happened multiple times. Mm -hmm. I mean, the question becomes is why are we only asking this question because it's now a straight person playing a gay person, whereas there's been gay people playing straight people for years. Forever. Yeah. Like, why is it only a discussion now where we have to discuss, we have to dissect this, but yet this has also been literally happening the entire time. So, like, why should it even matter? I mean, mm. does is it important? I'm not saying it's not important. Yes, we should have more representation. Yes, there's more acceptance in Hollywood. But at the same time, does, you know, can a straight person not, you know, bring that type of authenticity to a character i mean they're acting at the end of the day you're playing a character so i mean you don't have to necessarily be that character to play them you know what i mean like if someone's playing a you know someone who happens to be a specific race and isn't that race which is also another argument you could make when it comes to hollywood it's the same thing are you an authentic person because you're portraying this group even though you're not from that group you know, it becomes down to the same kind of context or whatever. So then you're looking at it like, you know, if these things matter, then now you're, you have to be, you're basically putting it down that in order for you to authentically release a movie with this kind of person, they have to necessarily actually be it to understand it. I get that point, but does that mean that they would do better than maybe a straight person doing it? No, yeah. I think that a straight person could do better maybe. Well, that's happening a lot in film where like uh, a disabled person will be cast to play a disabled person or a, a deaf person will be cast to play a deaf person. Or a non-person and versus so playing one of those. I think, it, yes. I think it's happening a lot more in film yeah. than it did ever before. So I think we're gonna see a lot more of that sort of authenticity in film going forward. Uh, I think it would be yeah. better if it, they did, but then I also feel like you shouldn't hate on somebody if they decide to portray a character that isn't necessarily, you know, something they can necessarily fully relate to. I think it depends on what they're playing. I think with a biography, you learn about the person that you're portraying anyway, so it's way different. But when you're playing just a character that's been written, like at that point, it's just like, well, how is it coming off? Like I said, a lot of movies are really bad for constantly making the gay guy this like flamboyant person. And it kind yeah. of pissed me off because it's like, you know, that's not all it. And I don't want to only be viewed as, oh, if you're gay, you're flamboyant. Well, I'm a lot of things. And it's not necessarily just only feminine. It, I could be anything. I could be, you know, in my masculine moment. I can be in my feminine moment. I can be in, like, a non-anything moment. Like, I don't think that it should be uh, something that should be portrayed in that way. I think that's the problem. So they're trying to alter that by saying, okay, well, if you're not going to do it right, well, then we'll just do it ourselves, basically. 
So I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And I don't think that anyone that has, you know, like for example, Tom Hanks, you know, he won something from that movie. Should that be taken from him because he wasn't gay at the end of the day? No, I, you know, he, he did justice to the character. Is it still a good movie? Yeah. Like, I think that's what it should come down to is like, what is the, where's the respect in what the character you're playing? Hmm. I mean, he has said that he does wish that a, a, a gay, gay person could have played, played that role, yeah. but at the time, it just wasn't it wasn't feasible. There was no way it was ever. Nineteen ninety three? Oh hell no, no no no. Nineties? That was like early nineties. Yeah. So yeah. you know, that was like the was it Club Kids? No, I don't Club know. Kids moment or whatever. Yeah. No, I think that's an interesting point. I like what you're talking about there about how is it how is it being written authentically. Because um, you're right. I mean, you've got guys like Neil Patrick Harris. You've got guys like Jim Parsons winning on, winning awards for playing straight people, um, because their characters have been written this way. Um, I think I think the larger problem is is opportunities. Uh, you know, like you know, could you have cast someone? But is that like I, I think there's something to be saying presenting from your own experience. It's very interesting to me now how much acting, you know, just watching how pop culture has changed the views on acting. People want to see their own stories on screen, which I understand, which I, I could see, but they want to see them by portrayed by somebody who, who gets it, which is very different than the idea of learning how, learning to bring that to the screen. Somebody who already understands that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I could see that. I also don't, and again, this is come, just coming from my perspective. I don't see how it always has to be that the case if there's somebody who really brings something to the role and treats it well, like, you know, treat, seeks to honor the character, learn about the character and, and, and do so. Um, but I mean, that, that obviously, you know, if you have somebody that understands it, that's probably, that's better. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I was really interested to ask you guys that because that was something that, I mean, that's something that has been, I, I've been wondering about for months, not just about this film, but in general, you know, we've gotten very specific and, uh, I think that's a very, it's a very different way of look of approaching, um, just acting in general. That's interesting, but uh, is there anything else as we start to wrap up here? Anything else that you guys want to talk about with bros before we do? I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's been a pretty good conversation. Like I said, like there's a lot of different angles you can kind of go at with this movie. It wasn't bad. Like it was a good movie. <clears throat> I will probably add it to, you know, the the gay collection that I have of movies that, you know, we like to throw on that, you know, it, as you know, it's the same as like any, you know, straight person's favorite rom-com you know like julia roberts or sandra bullock or whatever like i still got her those sections too but you know for my gay section yeah i'll definitely be adding it to it uh, i i enjoyed it enough to do that so that's a good that's a good sign because if it wasn't that great then i would say i wouldn't buy it at all so <laughs> well you may have already answered the question then but let's let's ask it <laughs> bros screen it or skip it Screen it. Oh, screen it, definitely. Yeah, you know, I I, I would say I, I'm I'm gonna say stream it because Well that wasn't an option. That's a trick question. I know it is. Well you could say that. You could say you that. Would you if streaming it is an option, would you say it? Oh definitely. Well I've already I, I oh, spoke yeah. out at the beginning of yeah. the podcast about it. I think it'll do better in streaming. Yeah. So it'll be exciting to see those numbers when they come out actually come out. Uh, yeah. I Oh, go ahead. Netflix. They'll probably be like top 10 if it gets on Netflix. I don't know where it's going to come out on, but. Prime, probably. Prime, yeah. Prime. Right. Depending on who buys it first, but I feel like Prime would probably get to it first. They'd be like, oh, no, we're going to release it first because they usually, they'll release it sometimes on a way of like, you know, it'll be free for a bit and then they'll charge or they'll charge and then release it for free or I don't know, something right. like that. Yeah, I, I I feel like I admit it. Like I said, my my for me for me the concern the concern is not the word for me the the things I, that my comfort level was just the the sexuality. But that would have been whether it was uh, uh, gay sex or straight sex. It was just there was a lot of <laughs> a lot of sex in it, 
And I was like, oh, okay. But at least on streaming, I can go swipe right and pass well, you if I want to. Yeah, exactly. Like you can skip the parts that you, I guess you don't need to see. But I mean, but like, I, I thought, like I said, I thought it was really, really funny. Like I really enjoyed the writing. And, and I, you know, and it, like you said, it could have been more graphic. I'm sure it could have been. But the writing well, of the film was really well done. done. Graphic Root uh, didn't do as well. So that's why I'm saying, like, I feel like that made, that was probably restricted because they, people didn't want to assume well, that it was just like some like cheap porno or even something. Even a rated right? R movie still has uh, criteria they have to meet. True. So they don't become NC-17. Yeah. So they, I'm sure they had to cut some stuff cut out down. and yeah. hold back from some stuff they probably wanted to do. It is Judd Apatow. They're probably so, like, you can have ass, um, but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get so many things you can show for so long and they tell you you gotta cut it down by this many they seconds. do have that stuff they have all yeah. that stuff yeah i mean it was do whatever you want it's not carte blanche yeah um it was i mean you know, like you said it's an r-rated comedy and you know i admit just r-rated comedies in general are not usually something it's it's kind of funny this is a whole separate conversation i don't want to start something else but sexuality <laughs> is a different conversation in when you talk about comedies or just films in general than like violence so like deadpool you know oh he sliced off his arm <laughs> but it's like it doesn't phase you <laughs> yeah it's i i admit it it's oh, a strange thing pouring out of him oh my god well, how much watch, juice did they use watch john yeah. wick there's like a hundred body kill count right and he's just standing there in the rain it's a fair <laughs> comment it's a fair he's comment if you fast forwarded the violence in john wick it'd be four minutes long <laughs> Depends on the violence, though. I think I feel like if like they go into full detail, like say like someone's pulling their eye out, you know, not everyone can watch that. Well, I you know me in horror films, and and we're talking about Halloween. <laughs> you, my my well, love I, of I, horror I, films yeah, is well documented. Forcing, I, go see it with me. Forcing well, me. I'm not forcing you. I like, like horror movies. I just don't like eye stuff and brain stuff. Yeah. He doesn't like the gore. <laughs> I laugh at it. Eye stuff and brain stuff. I like gore that's appropriate for the movie. You know, I don't like excessive amounts of gore for just gratuitous uh, purposes. Whereas I'm like, you know, you didn't cut her up enough. That's why I like Halloween yeah. series. Because like, well, now we're getting off topic. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, this has been so fun. Thank you so much. I really appreciate really it. Anytime. Appreciate it. Anytime. Um. And for you at home, a reminder, you can find us wherever podcasts are available. You can like and subscribe to us on YouTube. Smash that like and subscribe button. Now, I, 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 my kids see these, watch these YouTubers all the time. That's what I always want you to do is smash that subscribe button. Uh, but uh, you can also uh, find us wherever podcasts are available. If you go to the podcast page at screenfish.net, you can download Fishing for More. Conversation questions help you get the conversation started where you are. Uh, we will be back next week and uh but uh again thank you all and for you at home we started the conversation this was screenfish <laughs>